welcome back to Chasing the Light. Thank you so much for joining in for entry number nine, a blind run into the sun. This entry is all about my fitness journey and how I have really come to rely on running and my faith to kind of drive me through this vision condition that I have and just that's so much a part of my life and it has been throughout my entire life as I began you know my childhood playing soccer around age four and you know moving forward and through high school doing soccer basketball running track athletics health and wellness has always been a huge foundation and cornerstone in my life and it has definitely helped me deal with so many different emotions. I use running to deal with disappointments, heartaches, celebrations. So moving forward through my life, I really, once I had left high school and kind of stopped playing in the organized sports, I really fell in love with running. And I wanted to share about that because it is a really big part of my faith journey and being able to handle the different stressors that come my way as a result of my visual impairment. And But before I get into that, I wanted to share an update regarding my clinical trial. I do have confirmation that I will be participating in my baseline two assessments as well as pre-surgical appointments on August 17th and 18th. So that's coming up very, very soon. We have just planned and booked um, the travel for that trip. And as of right now, my surgery is still scheduled for September 11th. So that is all coming very, very soon. Um, of course, there's a lot going on right now with our boys starting their travel soccer they started this week and, you know, back to school is right around the corner. Um, lots of celebrations and birthdays coming our way. So we're going to have a very busy August and September. And thankfully, I have my fitness and my running to kind of help me mellow out and just kind of space out and, and enjoy myself and get ready for the day each and every day. And that is what it has become for me. Um, I will go back to, let's see, about when whenever Jackson was born, really, um, when I really, truly fell in love with, like, working out from home. As I was going through, um, like, college and, you know, even high school some, I was, you know, definitely a person who went to the gym all the time, like fitness was just such a big part of my life and a big part of my every day. Um, but once I had babies, it was a little bit trickier to go to the gym every day. So I, I really had to start getting into those um, home fitness type exercises and creating my own things. Like when Lucas was a baby, you know, we had an elliptical and I would get on Pinterest and, you know, do different types of exercises um, I'd learned different healthy recipes, but I really didn't get into that like home fitness and health 
world until I had Jackson. And I bought my first beach body programs. It was insanity with Sean T. And this was like right after Jackson was born. And I remember really hesitating getting it because I had seen an infomercial on it, like when I was very pregnant with Jackson. And I was like, I don't know if I can see well enough to keep up with that type of exercise routine. So, you know, I was very hesitant to purchase it because it was, you know, a lot of money back then to us because we didn't, you know, we didn't have much money at that time. And, you know, we were really um, scraping at times that I was like, what if I don't like this and I can't return it? What if I can't see it? You know, but Zach encouraged me to just give it a try. And I ended up falling in love with it. And I used it to lose all of my baby weight with Jackson. And it's like an eight week, nine week program. And I was like, back to an even in better shape than I was before I had, um, before I got pregnant with Jackson. So that's really when I fell in love with working out from home. And that just kind of set me forward um, on a on a pace to find other different kinds of, of home exercise programs. And I say all this because this is a big part of how I learned to share my vision story, you know, without being embarrassed, ashamed, fearful, you know, I, I really learned to share this through, um, Beachbody and, and about 2017, I had connected with like a Beachbody coach And she, you know, she introduced accountability groups to me, Beachbody On Demand, which had all of the Beachbody programs. You paid like a yearly subscription and you had all of the Beachbody programs available to you. And I actually became a Beachbody coach back in 2017. And I was a part of this team and, you know, we created um, an accountability group where you go and you post recipes, you post um, like little sweaty selfies after you would do your, um, you know, your exercises each day. And it was, it was just a nice community. And a lot of it was sharing your vulnerabilities and your struggles to help encourage other women or other moms, you know, to keep pushing forward and, you know, to make that time for yourself every day um, for your mental health, physically, you know, spiritually, everything. So I just loved everything that, you know, this little part of my journey was about. I loved being able to connect with other moms because I was in the midst of being a stay-at-home mom at that time and didn't really have any other connections. So it was just such a great way to incorporate fitness, get healthier, um, and connect socially with other moms and and women that were, you know, going through similar things. And a part of that was sharing, you know, videos about, um, with encouragement, or some of them were about your personal journeys and struggles. So I remember the first video I did introducing myself and sharing it to, I think it was Facebook at the time. And I told all about my vision condition and, you know, how much I 
loved these fitness programs, how much they changed my life because I couldn't go to the gym anymore because I had two little boys and I just fell in love with this online platform for health and fitness. It's like, you don't have to go to the gym for hours at a time to work out. Like I was paying $99 a year to work out right from my own home. My boys were asleep. I'd get up early and you know, that is still my routine every single day now is getting up early and going down and doing my um, beach body on demand, my different programs. So I really learned to lean on fitness and faith during that time that I was, you know, a part of those accountability groups. I actually made my own accountability groups and, you know, we had several women and moms in that and I would put recipes up. I'd put an inspirational quote up every day just to try and encourage moms to keep going, make that time. You don't have to do it every single day like I do, but just make some time each week to, you know, take care of your health and fitness. And in that time in 2017, I had this goal of mine to get into long distance running. I, d I really don't know where it came from because when I ran track, the most that I ran in terms of track for an event was like a mile. And that was like one time. I didn't even run that, um, you know, every track meet. I would run every day growing up, like for training and stuff for soccer and track, like maybe three miles a day. And that was about the extent of my long distance running. Um, I don't even think I had run four miles at that point. But for some reason in 2017, I just decided like, I'm going to start running long distance. Like I want to run a half marathon and eventually I want to run a full marathon. So um, I set that goal for myself. I think this was, let's see, May of 2017. I really wanted to, you know, by fall run a half marathon and again, I hadn't ever run more than like three miles at that point in my life. And um, so I, you know, started running. I got up the courage to just like go out for a run around my neighborhood and stuff. And our neighborhood was like under construction. We have a really big neighborhood now, but it used to be a lot of fields around. So I had to like kind of map out my own little running path and um, there were some sidewalks but you know nothing like it is now um, so I remember going out for my first run and being like oh my like that's awesome like I loved the way that it felt and I think it, I ran like three and a half miles and to me that was the most I'd ever run at one time and um, then I was like I'm gonna do it again in a couple days so like the next time I did it it was like four miles and each time I was doing it, I was kind of increasing my mileage and also, you know, getting more comfortable with the terrain and, you know, the environment where I was running. And so then I'd get a little faster um, because I had been really reluctant to like just tear off because one, I didn't really know how to pace myself. And two, I was unfamiliar with the territory and, you know, I didn't want to get hurt because of my um, lack of vision. So I trained, I started, I really started training in September of 2017. I remember I waited till the last minute to register for the half marathon 
that um, would be coming in November. And I had no idea how I was going to get there. I used some sort of, I used the Nike Run Club app to have like a running plan. And so it told me what to do. I, I think I did three runs a week. So I would do a um, six mile run on Mondays. And then on Wednesdays, I do a four mile run. And then, you know, sometime on the weekend, Friday or Saturday, I would do a long run and that would be whatever miles that I had to complete. And I will just tell you the first time that I did a long run, I would, I would imagine it was probably like an eight mile long run. I felt so accomplished after I completed it. Like if, if you're not a long distance runner, you know, you're probably thinking I'm crazy, but anyone that's listening that's a long distance run runner knows that feeling that when you accomplish that long run and you get that check mark next to that, that run for your run plan, it's a huge deal. I mean, it's a huge accomplishment. And so I just kept rolling with it. Like all fall up until November, I trained for my first half marathon. I did it by myself. I was scared to death to go and run a half marathon, 13.1 miles. That was scary enough, but plus doing it somewhere that I had never been before. So up until um, like the week of race, the week of the race, Zach and I found like the course route and it was a closed course, meaning that it was blocked off from traffic and everything, but it was like all through um, the, the back roads of Winchester through the orchards, um, beautiful, beautiful run. Um, but I really had to go down and kind of see where things were prior to the race. And even so, like, I didn't know it well enough to go and, you know, take the run confidently to just tear off whenever we were, whenever we were allowed to go for the race. Like, I ended up, cause I'm like, how am I going to actually do this? Like I was figuring it all out at, you know, as I was going along because I couldn't see, and it's hard to, you know, get other people that, you know, to like go run 13 miles with you. So I was like, oh my goodness, what am I really going to do here on race day? Uh, well, I did a lot of praying of course, cause I do a lot of praying all the time, but you know, especially when I just have no, no idea how this is going to work out. Um, I'm just like, God, you got this, like, we're, we're, we're going to go do this together. But what I did was I found about where I wanted to be in terms of a mile pace, because I wanted to do a, a about an hour and 45 minute run for my first half marathon. Um, because I was just taking like the mile paces and everything I had done with my training and kind of figured that I'd be somewhere around that. Um, so I kind of like planted myself somewhere between the seven and, and eight minute mile mark whenever you line up for a race. And um, then once, you know, everything was clear, I found someone who was running, you know, at a comfortable pace for me. And I just kind of trailed that person. They didn't know I was trailing them. I just trailed that person the whole time I was doing the race. I think I ended up passing them at the end. Um <laughs> and I actually did really well. Like I, I just remember just relaxing and just making sure that I could see that person's colored shirt right ahead of me the whole time. And, um, I just kept going with it. And before you knew it, I was 
going and rounding the corner to the end and had run my first half marathon, 13.1 miles. And I actually did it in an hour and 34 minutes, I think. And I ended up coming, let's see, I came in first for my age group. At the time, I was in like the 20, I don't know, I was 29 at the time. So however they did the age group. And then I believe I came sixth overall in, in all the girls and um, I think 30, 35th overall out of um, male and female out of like 500. So I really, I did well. And that was like just accomplishing the half marathon was a huge thing for me because I just had always limited myself prior to that because of my vision. Like I would have never stepped outside of my comfort zone had I not had like the encouragement and inspiration of like my accountability groups through the beach body stuff and um, just had really started sharing my life and letting people into my life and my struggles and strengths. Um, it was just all just such a beautiful time in my life. And really, that's when I fell in love with fitness and running. And if you're a long distance runner, you know what I'm talking about, how running becomes kind of an obsession after you do something like that. And you just want to do something bigger. So you know, moving forward, then I was like, oh, I did my half marathon. I'm ready to go with my marathon. Like, let's do 26.2. You know, how much, how much worse could that be? Because I felt really great after my, after my half, I probably could have run some more. Like I, I really felt like I could have done more. Um, but I, I did, I will say I did run a marathon and did really well, but it didn't come for, let's see, 2017 to 2020. It didn't come for three more years later. Um, I started training for a marathon two years before I actually ran one. Um, and it all had to do with like situ situational things. Um, in 2000, the beginning of 2018, I started training for a marathon um, that would have been in April and it was a really, really cold winter and I wanted to do out, outside running and everything. And I had um, worked my way up to about 15 miles um, for my long run for that first time I trained for a marathon. And um, I took a really bad fall. It was very icy outside. I didn't see the ice. I had run in some other conditions before. It was like snowing on a day that I was supposed to go out and hit one of my, my miles, um, my mile sessions, um, and had kind of run through that and gotten disoriented a couple times. And then I had this one for my 15 miler and I hit some ice and took a bad fall. Um, and I just, and I got really sick. I, I had pneumonia almost, I, I'm assuming it was pneumonia. It was really, I was really bad, but I'm very stubborn. So I didn't go to the doctor, but I'm assuming it was, um, something like that. Cause I just, I couldn't breathe and it was a whole thing. So in that time I was like, this isn't worth it. This isn't going to happen right now. Like I'm, I'm not going to do this. Like this, it's not the right time. So I didn't, you know, finish training for the marathon. I hadn't even registered or anything for it anyway. And I just kind of was like, I'll get to it eventually. 
I ended up um, going back to school to get my master's that year in 2018, in September 2018, and starting work, started working towards my master's degree. And I did all that from home as well. So I would still have time to like go out and run. Um, the boys were in school. Um, I think Jackson was in pre-K at that time. He had just started all day pre-K and that's when I started going for my master's degree. So, you know, anyone who has done any type of schooling or training that takes up, you know, a significant amount of time, you understand like the mental stress that that puts on you when you know things are due. Um, so at that time, I tried to train again that winter for that same marathon. So that would have been um, the winter of that would have been um, January 2019. And um I just mentally couldn't deal with it. I ended my my grandmother was really sick and she actually ended up passing away then um in April around the time that the marathon would have been. So mentally I just I had tried and you know the same thing happened that I kind of got um just a mental block that I I couldn't overcome at that time um in terms of actually achieving that marathon. I might have gotten up to 15 or 16 miles for my long run. Um, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the right time again. So I was okay with that. And I told myself the next January I was going to do it. Um, so meanwhile, you know, we're doing these little runs as a family for like the Christmas 5k in our local area. And, um, you know, I have my family doing it, so I don't have to like use too much of my little skills to kind of trail someone or um, those types of things. But I, I did have to have the stress of trying to keep track of the boys and everything because the first 5k, it was just um, Lucas and Jackson and myself. So uh, I and they were much younger then. So we were kind of doing that together. And um, I was a little bit stressed trying to keep an eye on them because they were both to my sides and I don't have the peripheral vision. Um, but we did it and it was so, it was so neat to do, you know, their first 5k with them. Um, of course we weren't running for time or anything like that. Um, and that would have been the December of 2019. And then in January of 2020, I had committed to training for my marathon. And this is the marathon that I actually ran. Um, so January, 2020, we also went on our first Disney cruise, and I say that because there is an option to run a um, 5K in the at Disney Castaway K Island in the Bahamas. And I told Zach, I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, I really want to do that. Like, I I want to go run this 5K." Well, none of them wanted to run it with me. Okay, so I I was signed up for this, scared to death because you know, here I am going to run this 5k in another country, having no idea, like there was no way that I could go and, and look at the race course ahead of time. Like I was literally running blindly and, you know, just full of faith as I started at that starting line. Um, and I did the same thing that I had done for my half marathon. I kind of picked someone out that was around the pace that I was comfortable at running um, and I just trailed that person the whole time. 
Um, about halfway through, we got caught in like a tropical downpour. It was super humid. Like I'm, I'm a runner who prefers like 50 degrees. That's kind of my sweet spot for running. Um, and no humidity. I am, I am not a fan of doing anything in the humidity, especially running, but you know, it was super humid. I had left my running shoes out on our balcony the night before to dry out. And we ended up having a storm. So they were soaking wet. I couldn't wear them. So I was just wearing some random like um, Under Armour sneakers that were like barely tied to my, like it just, it was just a mess as I started. But, um, you know, it was, it was so cool. I was so, so glad that, you know, God gave me the strength and courage to face that fear because I was trying to talk myself out of it up until the time that they told us to go at that race line. (laughs) And um, I'm really glad that I did it. I ended up um, following, like I said, I trailed someone they didn't know, like, I don't ask people, can I trail you? I just do it and just kind of hang out behind them and not pass them because I was afraid to pass. Like, I probably could have passed this person, but I was afraid like I would have got lost. So I just kind of held back there and Um, I ended up coming second out of the females for that race and and I believe fifth overall out of a couple hundred who had run. So I did really well with that. It was such a a neat experience. And, you know, that's that's what I've done with my running is really, truly rely on God to get me through these things, because, you know, sometimes I really cannot see. I can't see when I'm out there, especially if it's different kind of lighting or somewhere that's brand new to me, like I, I really have no idea how to do it alone. So I have to truly rely on God to kind of guide me along that path. And, you know, so I've really grown my faith through these different kinds of um, challenges that I have embarked on, you know, in terms of my fitness and my running. And I, you know, definitely used that as a confidence booster after I kind of had hit that mark in the Bahamas and overcome that fear. And I took that and and literally ran with it for the rest of my training for my marathon. And I remember trying, I was supposed to do like a 17 mile run for, it was getting really close. I, I think it was like late February early March, I had to hit this run before, um, the end of my training and the the actual marathon that was the beginning of April. And, um, I didn't hit it. And I was like, oh my goodness, like if I can't hit 17 miles, how am I going to hit 26.2 miles? Like I've got a long way to go, um, to actually fulfill this. And, you know, I really had to take in consideration, give myself grace to be like, okay, here's a million reasons why you might not have, have, have made it. You may have not eaten, you know, enough to fuel you um, beforehand because you have to eat certain foods and a certain diet. And, you know, I had certain things that I would eat, you know, a couple of nights before and then the night before. And, you know, there's a whole process to it that you don't just go out and run 26.2 miles. It's a uh, big physical thing, your nourishment, um, nutrition, how you recover, and then as well as the mental strength. Like I, I would say 90% of achieving an, a full marathon or any type of long distance running is is mental strength. Like you've got to give yourself 
grace. So I had to do that with this 17 mile run that I didn't hit. And I gave myself, I think a week to rest. And then I went back at it again and went for my 20, my 20 mile long run. Cause that's like the longest that you'll do before you actually do the race. Cause then like the last three or four weeks before running the marathon, you have to recover and you have to build up your enzymes and your nutrition. So, um, I went out for that 20 mile and I hit it, you know, with ease and comfort. And I could have easily given up the time before, like after not hitting 17 miles, but I just kept going and I went back out there and hit that 20 mile. And it was a huge confidence boost for me um, to kind of go forward for the last few weeks of training. And <laughs> I just remember as I was going, getting closer and closer to um, the actual marathon day, just watching the miles um, drop off of my training program that they were going from like running, you know, 20 miles for your long run to 12 miles for your long run. And you're feeling relieved like, oh, I only have a 12 mile run this week. That's a light week, you know, <laughs> and I never thought I would be able to say something like that, um, especially three years after I was just running, you know, a half marathon for the first time. And it was, it was, it was amazing when the actual time came for me to run my full marathon. I just remember being like, you know, this is it. This, this is, this is what you've worked for. You've achieved everything you needed to achieve to make this happen. I had eaten everything, you know, properly that whole week before I, you know, did everything I needed to do to get ready for it. And I said, every mile is going to be dedicated to somebody, right? Like, so I was running every mile for someone. And of course, first was, for, well, all of them were for God, but first was, you know, I, I physically like said, and, and verbally said, like, this is, this is for you, God, mile one is for you. So each mile I ran for somebody because it was a mental game that I was playing with myself. Um, I started off and it was still a little dark in the morning, um, to start off. And I, so I had a little trouble at first, but it didn't take me long to find a good pace to, to get comfortable as, you know, the light was changing. And, um, you know, I did feel myself kind of off balance and stumbling a little bit of the way, especially as I was getting tired, tired, you know, within that past that half that 13.1 and, you know, kind of going to about 18 miles. It was, they, they were, they were some hard miles to get through. Um, I mean, and they weren't even, they weren't that hard, just mentally, they were a little bit like, ah, oh, I've got like half of this. I still have another half marathon to go after this. Um, but I would do certain things like, well, at the end of every mile, I would pray and thank God for getting me through that mile. Um, I had a Bible verse that was kind of like my verse for the marathon and it was, um, Psalm 26, two. And I, you know, would say that every mile throughout anytime I felt myself getting, um, you know, a little bit exhausted or feeling like my eyes were getting blurry. Like I'd always say that, um, I had to do certain things after every two miles, like I would have lifesavers. And you, you know, you just suck on the lifesaver as long as you can, because it's entertainment. Like, what are you going to do for 26.2 miles? Um, 
So I did that and I was using like my, my salt sticks and, um, you know, my gel packets for my Gatorade. And then I had packed, you know, like water cause I had like a little, um, running fanny pack thing. And it was, it was just such an amazing experience. The whole time I just w remember being like, I just, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, I can't believe I set this goal and I'm doing this and I can't see <laughs> like, like God, it was literally giving me vision to achieve this. And it was just such a, a an amazing, amazing experience. And, um, you know, I ended up finish my, my goal for it was to, um, finish within four hours and I finished in three hours and 42 minutes. So I did really, really well with my first marathon. I would love to do another marathon sometime. Um, I don't know when it just, it, it takes up so much time and your training for it and everything. I still run. I still go out for long runs, not much more than like 13 miles whenever I do go for a long run because it's like, I'm only going to go out and run 15, 18, 20 miles when I'm training for something. Like if I'm training for a marathon, I'm not just going to go out and do it for a, a leisurely run. Some people do. I'm not going to do that. So about the max I'll do like for a leisurely run is, is 13 miles. And, um, I still do that, but you know, recently within the last couple of years, I have um, taken some tumbles and stuff and I really, you know, have noticed that my vision has decreased um, in that time, especially if I start like before the sun comes up, like there might be some light, but before the sun comes up and, um, you know, I might miss a curb and fall or run into a tree or a sign or, you know, if someone is backing out of their driveway um, I've almost gotten hit before, uh, because I don't, I don't see, I don't have peripheral vision. So I really have to kind of slow down and not, I can't just tear out anymore and go, you know, super fast. Like I want to go, um, even though I'm familiar with my neighborhood and the terrain, it's just all the other obstacles that come out of nowhere, like that car backing out of the driveway. And just like at the last moment I saw the taillight just a glimmer of the light. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. And that I think had a lot to do with the time that I was running. Like the sun hadn't come up. It wasn't dark, but you know, you would, you would call that dawn. And with my vision condition, um, you know, dusk and dawn have always been difficult times for me to be able to see. I, I'm, I don't know why it just has always been that way. So, um, thankfully I saw that little glimmer of light off the tail light and, um, kind of dodged that car. And my grandmother, when I told her about that, she does not like when I go out and run outside. Like I have a treadmill, I run every day, but I love to go run outside. Like I love to watch the sunrise. I love to just get out and listen to the birds. And, you know, especially in the spring, I love to smell all the different, um, flowers coming out. Like it's, it's just such a peaceful release for me to be able to go out and do that. And, you know, running is my independence. Like I can't get in a car and drive somewhere, but I can put on my running shoes, open the garage and go outside and run around my neighborhood. And I don't need anybody to help me with that. So, you know, when I fall or when I have these incidents with 
um, like might get hit by a car or something like that. Like my grandmother's like, I wish you wouldn't run outside. You're so stubborn. And I'm like, well, you say stubborn and I say determined and ambitious. Like, um, and I really, I give it to God every time. I'm like, God, I know you're going to get me through this and protect me, but, um, you know, (laughs) just give me eyes so I can see. And, um, so like I went out for a run this morning and it was a beautiful morning, but you know, there was trash cans out everywhere. There was a big trailer kind of parked across the sidewalk where I was running with a big hitch. So those little things that aren't typically there, I have to be cautious and look for those things. I've taken some tumbles where, um, you know, I thought the, the curb was going down and, um, and, and, you know, it, it hadn't started yet. So I'll trip and fall. Like I've done those types of things as well. Um, so there's definitely risks associated with it, but I will not stop running outside. I do it by myself when I'm on vacation. Um, I had mentioned that the last time, like when I'm at Virginia beach, I will go out and run five miles on the boardwalk. And what I do when I do that is kind of look for landmarks. So I'll look for hotels or something that kind of sticks out to me that I'll be able to find again. And I also will kind of say, okay, I'm going to turn right when I come out of here and I'm going to go down this way for 15 minutes and then turn around after 15 minutes and come back. And I should be around the same spot, um, you know, whatever it may be. But I have different ways of doing that as well um, when we're in an unfamiliar place. And of course, in my races, I will always trail someone like I am okay with coming in second (laughs) as long as I don't get lost in the race. So, um, you know, this is, it's, it's, this just a huge part of my life, faith and fitness. It all ties together for me. It has always been that way. Like with athletics, I've just always been very active and, you know, wanting to move and then when I found this, you know, home fitness and this running, like it, it, it just totally changed my mental set and the way that I deal with different challenges that come my way. Like I have run when my heart was totally broken, when I had felt disappointment, I just kind of, in those times I use all of that to kind of fuel me and all my fitness miles And then I run for times of celebration, like celebrating a a positive change in my life. Or I remember a time that I was working towards my master's degree and I had just finished like a 10 page paper for some class. And it was the last paper for um, whatever that class was for the semester. And uh, I was like, I'm going for a run. And I just like went out and ran like eight miles and that's the way I celebrated. And, um, it's just, it's just a big, big part of my life. And I, you know, want to encourage anyone who, you know, may be dealing with blindness or visual impairment to, you know, find something that fuels you. And for me, my fire comes from my fitness. I cannot go a day without doing something fitness related without running like I need it. I need it to stay, um, you know, on a firm foundation because I tie all my fitness into time with God as well. So I'll, you know, might be on the elliptical and reading a devotional or, you know, reading about my, my, um, 
my Bible study, whatever I need to do for that for that day, um, you know, praying, whatever, like it, it's all tied in together for me. And it is what helps me deal with the struggles that come from having a blinding um, inherited retinal disease. Like, you know, I, I, I use, I use my fitness to deal and to, you know, keep moving forward. And it's just always a constant there for me, um, with God to drive me on and, and keep, you know, spreading the mission that I'm trying to do with encouraging and inspiring others. And, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful every time I can go outside and still run by myself and not need to ask someone or not need to give it up and just run on my treadmill. Like it is no small thing that I can do that um, with the restrictive vision that I have. So it is all God. I give him all the praise and glory for being able to do that. And um, I, yeah, I just encourage everyone, you know, find, find something, find something positive, find something that you can hold on to. Um, especially, you know, if you're trying to, you know, sift through these emotions with blindness and visual impairment, fitness, you know, anybody can do it. You don't need to see to be able to, to do these different things and to stay healthy and active. There are all kinds of different ways that you can be healthy and active, whether you see or don't see. So I encourage you to, to do that, to get out there, move, be active, get those endorphins rushing, eat healthy you know, that is a huge part of it as well. And that was something that they had told me whenever I started this clinical trial is like, make sure you're eating, you know, green leafy vegetables, eat spinach every day because of the nutrients that are in there that it's all for your eye health. So eat healthy, move, be active, and, you know, do some socialization in the midst of it, make some running friends or, you know, find some online fitness accountability group that you can be a part of. There are all kinds of things out there. So, you know, just reach out if you have any kind of questions or, you know, suggestions in terms of things that you might do as a runner or someone that's active, that's blind or visually impaired. And then, you know, we can kind of follow up on that later on a different entry. But I want to thank you all for listening this week. You're amazing. I appreciate you being here. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.